Hi, and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. This is James Short, and we are excited with this guest that we have on today, Colin Street. Colin Street from Streetwise Realty. Well, Colin has been an auctioneer since 2001 and has had many successful auction, both in rooms and on site. Colin continued working as a seminar presenter, real estate trainer, freelance auctioneer, and a real estate agent before a short career in the retirement industry. He was then headhunted at the sales as a sales executive for Morton Bay Region Investment Group. However, his love of general residential real estate and freelance auctioneering has drawn him back into general real estate. As industry professionals, he appreciates the flexibility and technical integrity that a boutique agency can provide them for their career future aspirations in real estate today and also into the future. The internet is at everyone's fingers now and this platform is expanding at a fierce pace that's offering the client maximum exposure throughout the country and beyond. In addition to his practical experience, Colin has an academic accreditation through a certificate four in training and assessment, financial and mortgage broking services and a licensed real estate agent and auctioneer and a member of the real estate industry of Queensland and past real estate industry of Queensland zone chair for the Moreton Bay area. Colin is a proactive agent specializing in auction campaigns and working with agencies to make sellers aware of the most effective method of sale auction. Love it. So we're really excited to have uh, Colin on the line today. Cole, mate, really appreciate your time and energy. I couldn't, couldn't be happier to be here with you. I love to see a smiling face, you know that. Love it, love it. And you have had a very colourful colourful journey. I mean, you, yeah. the good thing about when we've had it, the, the previous chats, and I love your past interviews that you had, uh, both with you and Jenny, your, your lovely wife, and, and, and just to have, I guess, a, a finger and across so many different aspects, which I think is so important to, in today's world of really understanding that whole journey with real estate rather than just one facet of, of real estate. Cole, if you can share with us, you know, I, I explained a little bit about your history but what else have I missed what are some of the things that you'd like to share with the audience look I think it's very hard to put it in one little nutshell but along the way you know I've met so many wonderful people I've been involved with so many different um, scenarios I think that's probably the best word I can use and you never know what you're going to face when you go to try and help somebody with the, the sale of their home or or even you know just with a general consultation and I do believe that we we as agents have we have that duty to give people that that special consultation to see where they're going do they really want to sell uh, is there a reason what's what's the hassles and we can apply our um, I suppose our sensitivity to their to their situation empathize with where they're at and try our best to give solutions to give them the options that they need to say well look maybe we don't want to sell maybe we do and this if we do we've got to have head in this direction I think today too many too many people are very um, quick to find solutions I think we need to be more consultative and find out really what's happening because I have had scenarios where I've been called in to put the house on the market and I've left there and given them a whole different range of options and even though I didn't take any business away that night for that day it's really helped those people and I think ultimately that's why we're in this industry is to um, 
to help people with their um they're different situations. I love doing that. That's part of the job I enjoy. Fantastic. I really love that word, that sensitivity. And I think you hit the, you hit the head on the nail there of really being sensitive to people's uh, journey and where they're at. So, so what's happening with you at the moment? What do you, what do you got on and, and what are you working on at the moment? Okay, okay. What I am actually working on is uh, we've just given our, our brand a rebrand, uh, a fresh look. Um, we went to the market back when you think back in 2001 in Streetwise Realty, a brand new independent um, name in the local area. And look, we had some wonderful success with that. But after sitting down with a, with a, with a mentor recently and, and uh, having a look, trying to get independent advice, somebody from a third party, would realise that that brand, even though it was successful and well-known, probably didn't um, resonate to the younger people that are involved today in real estate. Um, and what we've done is just to try to show them that despite us having, uh, I wouldn't say a veteran status, but it's quite a show we've been around. <laughs> we also want people to know that we're, um, we're, we've got a modern look towards things. Technology's changed. Um, the industry's changed. And what we wanted to do is to show them that we're on that journey of change. And to me, I think we've achieved that. Um, the advice that we received was very, very professional. And we really appreciate it. It wasn't just one party that we collaborated with. We're in an absolute big room full of people with other agents, people that were giving us, you know, oh, I don't like that. I think that's a little bit naggy, a little bit too. Our message was that we're, we're modern, but with a, a, a lot of experience. Love it. And, and I think that's goes, it's a testament to you too. You go, you know what? I'm open to feedback. Give it to me, the feedback. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? You know, and I think that's, once again, as another testament of, of the maturity that you have and the understanding of, you know what? Oh, you've been through the, the ups and downs of, of the industry. Um, yeah. And it's looking at who's in the room that can, we can call upon to, to provide their, their viewpoint and their, their expertise. So just to, talking about challenges, obviously it's been an interesting journey. You've, probably had some some ups and downs what have been some some challenges that have really shaped you that you've come out the other side you've learnt from them and what have been some of those challenges that you go gosh thank goodness we're through the other side that you've really taken some valuable lessons from i think one of the things that i've had a look at in this industry is and i've been associated with uh, a number of franchises and i'm i'm proud to say that i've achieved a lot in those franchises the big names um the hookers you know uh, Etc. 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 The remaxes and all that uh, sort of thing. One thing I took away from that was the power that they have is a strength, but there's a weakness there. And I think the weakness is that they don't have the flexibility that they would really like. And after working with a lot of people in the industry, I find that the the switch back these days from people going back into their own brand and giving them identities, you know, John McGrath, take it what you will, you know, the big names that are out there, they can show people that they are an entity, they're a power, and that they have got the flexibility. And to me, in any business, it doesn't matter what, whether it's real estate or what the business is, if you don't have that extra bit of flexibility, sometimes you're not doing your client the best service that you can possibly do. So what Jenny and I have done, we've tried to have a look at the act that we work with. We've tried to have a look at the rules that we work with and how we can put our spin on that in such a way that we give people not only our experience, but if there's something that 
a franchise maybe says, no, we're not going to do that, or that's not in our book of rules, or that's what we do, I'd like to think that we can actually take that next step and say, yeah, we'll, we'll make the rule book. We'll change it a little bit and we'll work for you because ultimately they're paying the fee, they're paying you your, your living, and you've got to give them every absolute advantage that they can possibly have to go ahead and get a great result. And I think today that if you have a look around Australia, that there's so many things happening uh, in our industry that the people are looking at the franchises and saying, yes, you're a big name, you know, that gets us in the door. But once we get in the door, have we got everything that we can give to the client? Does you agree with that? Yeah, so true, so true. You, you, but you've also had some some great successes. I mean, there's some some yeah. cracker things that you you can really hang your hat up high on. What have been some of those? If you look back, what have been some of those big wins or successes that you're most proud of? I think two come to mind straight away. One was a, a, a fantastic auction that I was appointed to uh, conduct for the public trustee of Queensland. I was really, really excited about that because I'd never really done anything for the public trustee. And lo and behold, it was the big important one. Uh, the gentleman that was in, in, um, in jail, Gordon Nuttall, the MP, it came time for his property to be uh, put under the hammer. Um, it was an interesting journey for me. Uh, luckily, it was in my local sort of area where I, I had a lot of knowledge in Sandgate. His house was a very, very, very good property, right close to the water there. Everything was right um, to make it right. And the public trustee said to me, it's all yours. You, you just, It's all yours. You go for it. So that put a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. We had a fantastic auction. We blocked out the street. There was people everywhere. Wow. We got the place sold under the hammer, which was, you know... <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, look, it's it's always nerve wracking when you do something like that because you know they put the they put the pressure on. Yep. And trust me, the reserve was not an easy one. <laughs> but we hammered that, we smashed it out, uh, got the sale. Everybody was happy, and I was happy. But I think the more sensitive auction that I've done um, over recent years is one where um, a lady, a single lady, a mum on her own with a little bub, she had to moved from her lovely home which she renovated only a year before in McDowell. She was nervous. She didn't understand the process. She was scared. She interviewed people all over the place. Luckily for me, I had testimonials right, left and centre, which I could hand to her, which she said, look, if you feel scared, pick up the phone, ring these people. They'll tell you what I do. And I did something a little bit different for her too. I said, well, look, I'll do something for you. I've got a good database. I've got good people ready to buy. How about we do a special surprise open home before it even goes on the market? We get people there. We get a feel for where you're at. You can get a vibe. And that created so much interest. It wasn't funny. I had offers prior to auctions. She wanted to take them. I said, no, don't take them. We're going to keep working. She was as nervous as a cat. And on the day, I didn't even have a starting bid, but five registered bidders, but finished up 60000 over the reserve. Her life went, oh, wow. Oh, we've done this. I've moved. I've gone on. That was the most um, emotional to me and surprising because I think it took me 57 bids to get to the last bid. And the underbidder on that occasion went way, way, way over where they wanted to go. And they were like, you know, it was tears of blood on the ground. So <laughs> to me, that was exciting. And, and obviously, you make somebody happy. You know, the seller was happy. The buyer was happy. I was ecstatic. Yep, yep, <laughs> yes. yep. 
Love it. Life-changing. And then those life-changing moments that you've, you've, you've added your bit onto, onto their journey, which is it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Now, let's talk about teams for a minute. You've, you've, you've had teams. You've been part of teams. What do you think makes up a, a championship team? And where do you think other businesses fall, fall short around this? I think it starts off with where, where's, where's the vision of the leader? Um, if that vision can be shared and supported by the team, they're all going in the one direction. And the moment that you keep all those links together, that's great. The moment that you get one little link that sours that that chain, then it really goes down. Then the leader, no matter how strong they are, drops apart. And I do believe leaders need to have um, not only the vision to move forward, but the vision to understand the team and where their strengths and weaknesses are so that they can lock into that vision. Because if you're going to have um, a plan and you're going to have an ethos as to where you want to go, it's vitally important that you recruit the right people. And so many people today are very strong leaders, but they fall down in the ability to recruit the right people to link into the chain. And all it takes is that one little link that's wrong Mm -hmm. and their whole... The whole, the whole plan just falls apart. So, you know, you can be the best leader in the world, you can have the best plan in the world, and you can probably execute that yourself, but you need support of a team. And teams today are under stress. They're trying to meet certain goals and expectations. They've got challenges around them with other disruptors in our industry, as you probably are aware. Yep. Those disruptors, I believe, have a place in the industry because sometimes they can actually... Uh, accentuate your own value if that's what it takes to get you in front of an audience and show just how your value is there as opposed to one of the disruptors. So true. You, you, you mentioned leadership and I think it's a really, really great topic. And I think you know, there are some great leaders out there. Um, where do you think though, where do you think people go wrong in relations to the leadership? What, what, what do they miss out on? <laughs> I hate to say it, but we've all got egos. <laughs> and I think sometimes those egos can take charge and then people start to get a little bit dissuaded as to, okay, is my leader all for him or herself? Are they thinking about us? Can they give us that extra bit of support that we might need at different times? And Or are they for just... All for, all for them and, and, and you just tag along. So I think that's where that harmony comes in, where the leader recognises that they have got the strength, they have got the skills, they've got all the things that you need, but have they also got that appreciation of the team that they have together and how are they rewarding them? I can put that back to another scenario. Um, I worked in my younger years as a bookmaker's clerk, calling the office. Probably that's where the auctioneering came from, calling the odds for a bookmaker. And I can remember he was one of the biggest bookmakers in Australasia. We sat down one evening, we had dinner together, we took us out for dinner, he rewarded us. And the one thing that he said to us, he said, without you guys, I don't have a business. That resonated. And I think that a lot of leaders today should stop and let those people know that without them, they don't have an entity. They don't have anything to fulfil their vision or their dream. So it comes back to understanding the team you've got, the skills they've got, what support they might need, and whatever it is, give it to them because if you don't give it to them, 
you know, you're really going to pay your price in the long run. So, you know, think of the others. And it comes back to our job. Think of your clients before you think of yourself. Forget the pay packet. The pay packet comes along. It'll ride the tide. It'll ride the tide. So that's just my little... I love it. That is so cool. It's not real estate. It goes back to any any business yeah totally 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 it's some some really gold nugget points there as well um you, you mentioned previously about mentors you know you, you've you, yeah. you've worked with mentors you've got mentors who are some of those mentors that you've worked with in the past that have really had a massive impact to, to where you are today i think uh, i've got to go back to the auctioneers uh james kelly and otis who probably goes back to the early 90s was an absolute legend um the the gentleman that also pretty much owns Remax now, um got oh, his name at the moment. But those people uh were, were just so important to me in my early years. They showed me what the auction was all about. They showed me how the system worked. They guided me. Um I went to do some coaching. I think with that deep down in your in your in your psyche it stays with you forever and um and, and when you've got that grounding from those experts you know that's why they're they're they are leaders today they're, they're they're high up in their field because they are people who are passionate they're dedicated they go the extra mile and they give people value for money and in the industry that we're in if you're not giving value to your client you're doing everybody a disservice i feel so true, so true. So if you were to give three pieces of advice for those looking to, to lead and grow their business, what, 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 particularly obviously within the real estate space, what would those three pieces of advice be? Well, the best piece of advice comes from a, a, an old fella called Doug Maloof, and he's... Oh, he's, I know, Dougie. God, I love him. <laughs> he sat down with Doug Maloof in many sessions, and I <laughs> listened to what he said, and he was a very big influence on me as well. Mm. I think I grew from him that if you don't have a system, you don't have anything. Thing. and that stood very very clear in my mind um, the other thing that Doug said if you don't know what you're doing if you don't know your business don't be in the business and I'm happy for you to leave my business that was number one and I think more than anything is that not all business is good business so be astute and be aware that you can go into a consultation or a collaboration with people and you have to be careful to not hurt yourself and hurt the client because sometimes we fall in the trap that we think that we can actually help the client or maybe uh, manoeuvre the client into, into a different scenario. And we're not doing anybody any favours when we go into a consultation and we try to we, we try to just reshape you know, what's in front of us. So, you know, all business is not good business. And sometimes close the book, walk away and say, look, thanks for having me here. It's just a you know, great opportunity. At this moment, I'm not the right person for you. Perhaps I can come back and revisit the situation another time. So be, be honest enough to just walk away from business sometimes because the worst thing you can do is to take it on and get really frustrated and, you know, want to tear everything up. That's, that's, and, and I think they're the three things. So have your system, know your stuff, and assess the business so that you don't hurt anybody. Yeah, I love it. And, and Doug Miller, he's a was a, was a, an amazing man. And and I, I think that last point, when sometimes when you do say no, other things then come into 
into the space where you go, wow, if I, if I said to yes to that opportunity, it would have or could have blocked all these other different opportunities. So yeah. once again, it's some, some great advice there. So what's coming up for you and uh, how can the audience get in, in contact to find out more? Okay, I'm always available on mobile. You can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, easily, easily found, I think, with a name like Colin Street. It's sort of a name that should be in real estate, um, <laughs> especially to people in Melbourne, obviously. Uh, we do have a Collins Street up here in Brisbane too. It's only a little one. But that's okay. Uh, I'm always available to say hi. And that's something that I do do and have done in the past. In fact, I had an old, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm getting there myself. I had a, a lovely dear lady that I wrote, wrote letters to for about 12 years. I gave her um, uh, oh, bits and pieces of, of data. And she rang me up after 12 years and she said, you've been so kind. You've given me so much information. I'm never going to sell here but I feel that I owe you something. And I said, you owe me nothing. And she said, but you've given me so much over these last years, I feel as I owe you something. And to me, I thought, my goodness, you don't realise what you're doing to your community when you actually, they're there receiving stuff. So I'm happy to talk to anybody, whether they want to sell or not. But you ask me what I'm thinking of doing, I've got a couple of colleagues that are whispering in my ear telling me I should have a look at commercial because it's one string on the bow that I've never, ever done. I'm also having a look at what the guys in Western Australia are bringing to the table. Have you heard about that called open negotiation? Mm. Me being an auctioneer, I can see the value of where they're going. I can also see the, um, the technology and the, the style of which they're delivering that. So we're having chats about that. Um, I think Brisbane is the ideal platform for that to um, accelerate. And uh, my wife and I are also looking at uh, expanding the admin side of our business and maybe doing some little satellite-type collaborations with contractors. And so we've got that urge to go back again. Um, we're happy to, to really say, you know, let's help our clients from the past. We're building our client base again. We're having a look at what we've done in the past, who we've dealt with. We're basically trying to put a modern approach onto a very uh, strongly experienced, you know, foundation and talk to our local community again, reignite the local community activity. We've just um, sat on the local school board, the college here. Um, we've got our, our, our company cars getting all rewrapped again. We've got some marketing in place to say, hi, we're back in town. Um, and, of course, all of that is time-consuming, as you know. That's right. No slowing down, that's for sure. And we're having a lot of fun in the meantime. <laughs> and uh, I must admit that as the years go by, you still have that that urge to just get out there and help somebody. And I'll, that'll never go. And whether it be an option or whether it be private treaty or whatever it is, as long as at the end result, if I've had some impact on somebody and I've given them some personalised service and some some encouragement that they may not have got from somebody else, I feel as though I've really wrapped up and done my job. That's how I feel. Fantastic. That's some, some great pieces of information there, great pieces of advice. And, you know, like... For, for most people, it's like, going, wow, there's, you know, there's so much, but I know you're going to just be picking away at it and, and smashing it out of the park. So, Colin, really appreciate your, your time, energy, and your expertise. It's really great to hear of what you've achieved and what you're doing. Colin Straight from Streetwise, probably really appreciate everything today. Cheers for now. It's been great talking to you. Have a great day.